There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, this is Soul to Soul on a Friday afternoon here in a beautiful Johannesburg. How are you doing? Welcome to all of you. It's great to have you all on board with us today. Thank you, for, in fact, for, for being here. And a uh, warm welcome to everyone for making the time to come and uh, spend a bit of time with us. This is a very, very special Erev er- Shabbos as we're going not only into a beautiful Shabbos Kodesh, but also into the beginning of Rosh Chodesh Elul. Tomorrow, of course, is the final day of Av, Lamed Av. And then uh, Sunday begins the actual month of, of Elul. And yes, it is time to start uh, thinking about Rosh Hashanah, which is exactly uh, a month a month away. Elul has 29 days, so it's uh, from Sunday night. It will be exactly four weeks until until Rosh Hashanah. And I'm not doing that to make you nervous or panic, but just to realize, hey, we got to get our act together. we got ourselves together. we got to think about what it is that we want to work on and improve and get ourselves ready for as we prepare for the Yom Hadin. Apologize for the little crookiness today in my voice. The Rabbani Shalom has decided that I should have a bit of a, of a cold, but that's, that's fantastic and we'll just try a little bit harder even to be, to be, uh, to be audible. What's more important thing could we talk about than to talk a little bit about davening? We did touch on it already last week, but since in the next sort of two months we're going to be doing so much of it and spending so much of our time in shul and, and praying, uh, another little idea about davening wouldn't be, wouldn't be a terrible, a terrible thing. And we started actually with a, a little idea at the very end of our Parsha, where at the very end of the Parsha we have the, again, the repeat of some of the laws of the Jewish holidays, of the, of the Yomim Tovim, and the Posuk in Dvorim Perek Tezayin, Posuk Hey Vav Zayin, tells us that even when we've gone to Yerushalayim for the Regal, so after we've been there, after we've done what we have to do and bring the sacrifices we have to bring and see and be seen, the Torah tells us, nevertheless, we can't leave right away after the Chag is is uh, is over, but we have to stay overnight. We have to uh, perform the mitzvah of Alina, that's staying in Yerushalayim on the night following, at least the first day of Yantav, if we manage to dispense with all our obligations on the first day, then, then we could theoretically leave once the first day is over, but we can't catch the bus out right after Yontif. There's a mitzvah to uh, stay overnight and only go home in the morning of, of Cholmoid. This mitzvah, as I say, is called Lina, the uh, sleeping, sleeping over. As it says, Ufanisa You'll turn around in the morning and go back in, in, uh, to your, to your homes. And the obvious question is, what's, what's the purpose? Of such, of such a mitzvah. So, uh, Rav Zaman Sarotskin brings in his beautiful Sefer Oznayim Latayra, he explains that by sleeping over until the next morning, it demonstrates that you're coming to Shlaim 
was not some kind of big schlep and a, and a big burdensome thing to you. Rather, you are happy and ready to stay even a longer, even a little bit longer than you have to with this beloved mitzvah and are not ready to just give it up and, and let go of it so, so, uh, so easily. Uh, this week we're going to, uh, 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 sorry, uh, in the, in the uh, Mishnah, in the fifth parak of, of Mesechus, Baruchus, tells us something interesting, tells us that the earlier Hasidim would wait and prepare for an hour prior to their davening, and then daven for an hour, and then wait another hour after their davening before sort of proceeding on with their with their day. So we really can understand why one should prepare an hour before davening, since, of course, the act of tefillah involves having only pure and devoted and dedicated thoughts of, of Hashem. So we need time to kind of, as I say, shut down all the other files that are going on in our brain, all the other events that we're thinking about, all the other things we're worried about, all the daily stuff that's happening, and be able to focus only and completely on on uh, on on Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So that, of course, makes makes uh, makes sense. But uh, what about this concept uh, of waiting for an hour? After davening, by then you're already kind of rid of all your physical desires and all. You're completely, completely focused on on the on the Rebbeinu What's what's to be gained by waiting time after afterwards? And the answer is is exactly the same as will be said regarding this mitzvah of Lina, that one has to demonstrate that davening is not a burden to him, not something that you do because you you have to, but on the contrary, it's rather a great pleasure and and privilege. Therefore, departing from such an encounter is something that should be that should be difficult and it should be challenging and sometimes even painful. The deeper and more more connecting the tefillah is and, and the and the more we bond through it with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the harder it is to, to, uh, to leave. You know, there are people that, uh, can't wait for the finishing of the repetition in Shimon Essay and they think, okay, that really is the end of Dominic. Everything else is just sort of fillers, just to kind of, you know, otherwise Dominic will only take 18 minutes. That would be too short. So they added a little bit of, of stuffing to it. It's not so. The Dominic till its very, very last bit, till the, after the Shishliyom is, is, is vital and, and, and we need to be there and we need not to be, not to be running away so, so, uh, so, so soon. And, and there's a, a similar halacha that we learn that when a person finishes the Shema Nesrei, so we know he has to take back three steps, but he always steps back first with the left foot. And then the, the commentaries on the Shulchan Aruch explain that the right foot is the stronger, is the more confident step of, of the two. And, and by stepping back with the left foot, one really demonstrates that he's not leaving the presence of Hashem with a sort of a, a gusto with a with a great star and happily going on 
his merry way to the rest of his day to something that's that's more attractive and, and and a more more desirable kind of kind of a destination. No, he's leaving from his meeting from his rendezvous with Hakadosh Baruch Hu unwillingly and reluctantly. For after all, what could be? more pleasurable for a person than the experience and, and a union together with the Rabbani Shalom. And sometimes the, the kind of entire, almost upshot of one's tefillah can be seen only from the moment, perhaps even after the moment, that he departs from, from the tefillah. Because only then can we really see its true, its true nature. Whether you saw it as just a duty that Hashem tossed you with doing and you're, you're getting, you're getting done with it. Or is it a, a bonding? Is it a union? Is it coming together with our Kaddish Baruch Hu? And that is determined afterwards. David Melech says in Tehillim, we say it all the time, Ashrei Yoishrei Beisecha Oid Yalulucha Praiseworthy are those who sit in your house to Davin. However, those dwellers, those people who are sitting in the base Medush, those who are oid people there, they're, they're still sitting in the people. So they will, says the that that means that these people remain and stay even after davening is over. Why? Just so it shouldn't appear that the tefillah is, is a, is a burden. So those individuals they will be to praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu eternally. And, and, and think about it like, like this way. Kind of one runs out of davening before he actually even finishes with, with the tzibur. And that's kind of best, best case scenario in order to ensure that he arrives at his job, he arrives at the place of his parnasa on, on time and doesn't lose his job. Well, if you would stop and think for a second, who is the one actually that's providing you with with the Parnassah? Obviously, it's through the boss or through the, the company, but in the first place, he might reconsider, why am I running out of shul so, so fast? Why am I almost being hasty and, and reckless in my actions? The, the one who provides for us on a daily basis is no other than the same one from whom we're running away, even before the 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 appointment with him has has uh, has ended and and is closed, this for sure is not a a favorable way to to get to get chayin to get grace in the eyes of your real boss and employer of the Melech Malchi Amlochim Hakadosh Baruch and and we should maybe in in that situation a person maybe needs to consider. An earlier, earlier minion where you won't need to, uh, uh, kind of insult and, well, maybe to use a bad term and bite the hand that is actually, that is actually feeding you. Um, shown recently a, 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 a clip from, uh, from Rav Yoel Gold, who does these amazing inspirational videos. And he tells a story about a, a guy called, called Baruch who was about to graduate from from law school. And one day Baruch was called into the dean's office and was told that a very, very prestigious 
law firm, right, in, in the middle of town, in the main business uh, a district, was interested in him to join their their firm, and they wanted to come for an interview with one of their representatives. And he said to him, as your gene, I just wanted to advise you and suggest that you not wear your yarmulke during the interview for the obvious reason. You will never get such an opportunity like this again. And he says that after he left the dean's office, so Baruch was struggling of this idea whether, in fact, to remove his yarmulke or, or not. He finally decided to remove it when, when he went into the, uh, into the, into the, into the interview. And as he walked in to the room where the representative was sitting, so his heart dropped to his feet and he got the shock of his life because the person sitting behind the desk was a yid wearing a big black yarmulke with long payas neatly tucked uh, under his yarmulke. And the first question the, pers- the, per- the person asked him was, where is your yarmulke? Baruch was so humiliated, he couldn't speak a word. The lawyer representative shook his head with disapproval. Do you know that the reason why we were interested in you for joining our law firm is because you alone had the courage to wear that yarmulke all through your four years of university. You are not cut out for this firm, which is for leaders, not followers. You are a sellout. The interview is over. And the same story is, is told in many other versions. There's one version I heard where someone had an interview in, during, during the nine days and went to Rabbi Moshe Feinstein and asked him, could he, could he have a bath, whatever, groom himself? And the answer was, yes, he could. And he asked him, could he shave? And Rabbi Moshe said, no, don't, don't shave. And, he said, he walked out and said to himself, look, Rav Moshe wanted me to go to the interview. He said I could spruce myself up. So, Mr. it'll be all right to shave also. And he did. And he went in for the interview. And the, the, this time the representative wasn't necessarily a, a, a from Jew. But he asked him, aren't you a religious Jew? And, and therefore, why did you shave? You're obviously not a person that really holds dearly to values. And therefore, we cannot uh, expect or rely on you to uphold the values of honesty, of, of integrity, of what this firm stands for. And therefore, again, the interview was summarily uh, ended. Every davening, if it's put in the right perspective, is mamish like an interview with a, with a boss of all bosses of how much life how much parnasa we're going to be given every single day. It's a decision we make every single day for you and your and your family. And, and don't shortchange Hashem and and walk out in the middle of your interview because you know, he's also the CEO and he's sitting behind the desk overlooking you at your at your workplace all the time. Don't be a 
selat, right? Rather be a, a praiser of Hashem, be someone who, who embraces this mitzvah of, of lina, stay overnight, show it's precious, show it's dear, and, and realize where everything that we have actually, actually comes from and, uh, and, uh, and, and, uh, you know, emanates, emanates from. And that, and that's really what it is. It's, it's all about understanding that everything we have, every time we dive and every time we have anything in our life, it's, it's an opportunity. For growth, and that's why it says, "Hayyim Barochol Klal Hashem is giving us blessing and curse at the same time." Because the reality is that everything that Hashem does for us, every situation we find ourselves in, is in fact a blessing and a cursing, depending on how we handle it. How do we see it? Do we see it as a Kaddish leading us, guiding us, directing us, showing us the way that we need to go, or do we see it as a disappointment? Things aren't going our way. Things aren't going the way we wanted them to, the way we expect them to, and we're disappointed, upset, dejected, and maybe we kind of lay on our bed for three three days. Elul is about a time where we can purify ourselves, we can get ourselves ready, we can show Hashem how much we love Him and how much we love His His mitzvahs. Let's take that opportunity. Let's not waste it. And when we have the full month ahead of us, let's let's get started. We'll be back with a segment of Halacha after this break. This is Soul to Soul on 101.9 Chai FM, the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, this is Soul to Soul on your radio on a Friday afternoon. In fact, every weekday afternoon, Monday to Friday between 1 and 3, get involved, turn on your radio, listen, be inspired by some of the greatest Torah uh, uh, leaders and, and personalities in, in Johannesburg and learn something. It's, it's a wonderful opportunity, like we were saying. It's a chance to hear something while you're working, while you're busy, while you're tuned into other things, but, you know, allow a little bit of Torah into your life. As always at this time in the show, we give you the important and salient details that you need for this Shabbos. Candle lighting today is at no later than 5.36, 24 minutes before before six, uh, six o'clock, uh, uh, sunset is at 5.54, six minutes before, before six. Shabbos Kodesh ends tomorrow at 26 minutes after six. Again, we said Rosh Kodesh is tomorrow and Sunday, a double dip of, of Rosh Kodesh that tomorrow, uh, we'll take out two Sifre Torah, read the special reading for Rosh Kodesh. And of course, the Haftarah also, although we have the seven special haftorahs of comfort that we usually read between uh, Tisha B'Av and Rosh Hashanah. So the one that should be scheduled for tomorrow, which is Aniyah Sayra, does get pushed aside for the special haftorah of Rosh Chodesh, the last chapter of the book of Isaiah, Shemayim Kisi. But don't worry, it will get its chance. What we'll do is we'll combine it with the haftorah for Parshas Kiseitze in two weeks' time, which is its neighbor, the Aftar that comes immediately afterwards. So instead of reading, instead of having two short Aftaras, one for A and one for Kiteitze, we'll have a slightly longer Aftara on Pasha's Kiteitze. Also, of course, it's Rosh Chodesh, so there'll be Halal tomorrow in, in the Shul. Come and, come and get involved, come and get inspired, and obviously some good, good Torah because 
all the Rabbanim want to get us ready and, and, and kind of in shape for, for Chodesh, for Chodesh Ella. As I said, Rosh Chodesh is also on Sunday. And of course, on Sunday, we then begin saying Psalm 27, which we say every evening after Mayrav and in the morning after Shachrat and also from Monday morning. We will begin on a daily basis to blow the shofar every morning at the end of, of Dominic. Again, wake up, hear the shofar, get yourself in gear and start doing something about upgrading and changing and improving your life. We've taken a decision now for the next few weeks as we are approaching uh, Yom Tov and we have uh, you know, lots of Yom Tov days coming to perhaps spend a little bit of time dealing with some of the fundamentals of the laws of Yontif, because in fact the laws of Yontif are slightly complicated in that in some ways it's very similar to, to Shabbos, where many, many of the activities that are forbidden on Shabbos are also forbidden on, on Yontif, but there are notable uh, exceptions and notable differences between some of the laws of Shabbos and Yontif, and we'll see how much we can cover sort of in the next seven next seven shows till the end of, of, of Sukkot and, and perhaps give a little bit of information, a little bit of insight, a little bit of know-how, a little bit of, of Kiddush, a little bit of, of maybe something we didn't know uh, as we get ready for for for, for, for the Yom Tov. So we know that both Shabbos and Yom Tov are, are considered to be days of, of Kedusha, days of holiness, where generally speaking it's forbidden to do any kind of creative, creative work. And the reason, of course, is because we are transporting ourselves, we are raising ourselves to beyond the levels of this world. Shabbos and Yontav is where we get a jet propulsion out of the mundane, out of the everyday, and, and we try to live our lives and, and, and create for ourselves an existence on, on a higher on a higher uh, uh, a level, we 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 don't want any of the any of the tests. We don't want any of the curses. We don't want any of the challenges of this world uh, uh, that that would come and 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 mess up and impugn and and distract us from the true purpose of Shabbos and Yontif, because those cause a a a a person. Uh, uh, yeah, in this world, we're working very hard. We're working very hard just to survive, just to keep body. And, and soul and soul together. And, and the reality is that when Hashem created the world originally, when Hashem created the first man, Adam Orishan, Sa'akadish Baruch, who never intended that we should have to work hard to, to earn a, uh, a, a Parnassah. And the Gemara says that because the, the, a person by, by clinging and by connecting himself to Hashem, who really is the source of all life. So therefore, the, the, his parnasa should have come to him easily. In fact, we see, the Gemara says that, uh, look at the animal world. You've never seen a, a cow that's an accountant or a, or a elephant that's a lawyer. And, you know, they don't have, they don't go to university. They don't have professions. And yet somehow they seem to live quite happily and they have food, plenty to eat. And their lives are, their lives are, are a breeze. <coughs> and that was really intended that we should also be able to have all of our needs met without any bother, without any difficulty, without any, any challenge. And it's only because the Adam Orishan did 
the the primeval uh, uh, sin that he did, and he ate from that uh, eight sadas. So he was chased out of Gan Eden, and the earth was cursed because of him. And it was decreed upon him that he has to work. He has to work very hard. As Pesach says. Right, Arura Adama Baborecha, the earth is cursed. You're going to have to work hard. There's going to be thorns. It's going to be, life is not going to be simple. And you're going to have to make your living with the sweat of your, of your brow for as long as you are alive on this, on, on this earth. And because of the hard labor that was decreed upon in order to be able to achieve his income. So uh, that uh, helped slowly, slowly to fix up the sin that he had, the, uh, that he had done. But at the same time, because of a person having to work so hard, unfortunately, it's, uh, it's very, very possible and very likely that he can get totally, totally absorbed, totally sunk into this physical world and forget that he has a lofty, a lofty neshama. And therefore Hashem gave us special holy days and on those days we raise ourselves to beyond the levels, beyond all the constraints of, of, of this world and we don't worry about a, 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 a parnasa. But there's obviously one one fundamental difference between the Shabbos and the Yom Tov, and we'll get to that in a moment, but we need to earn some money before we do that. So we're going to go to the shops. Please don't run away. This is 101.9 Chai FM. This is Soul to Soul. We're coming back in a jiffy. There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, so we are back on your radio here in Johannesburg. So, the major difference between the laws of Shabbos and the laws of Yom Tov is that on Shabbos, all Mulacha is forbidden. In fact, the Torah says, uh, You can't do any work at all. On Yom Tov, the, the Pasuk changes, and we know that whatever work is needed for the purpose of eating, for the purpose of food preparation on that, on that day, is, is, uh, is allowed. And we'll explain what that is. On, on Shabbos, we raised to such a high level of trust, of connection to our Kaddish Baruch Hu, and we have this understanding that everything comes from Hashem. Therefore, we totally take our, our, our hands off the tiller, totally take our feet off the accelerator. We are, we completely relinquish control of this world to to the uh, to the Rebbeinu Shlom to 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 Hakadosh Baruch Hu's control, and we rest from all kinds of malacha in order that we should uh, understand that we can devote all of our koyach on on Shabbos to connecting to Hakadosh Baruch Hu and realizing what it is that Hakadosh Baruch Hu pours down pours down to us. We we get involved in some Torah learning and and some davening and the body enjoys the the the, the good meals and, 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 and some sleep. But on, on Yom Tiv, so 
Yontav is, is, is slightly closer level to where we are, and we express on Yontav our purpose in being involved and bringing this world to its to its fruition. On Shabbos, even on in Gan Eden, uh, a mission could do nothing. Right? He could uh, he couldn't even there. He couldn't uh, 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 reach a level of complete cessation of labor. But on on Yom Tev, and and if Yom Tev was in fact like uh, a normal uh, 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 workday in in uh, in Gan Eden, where Hakadosh Baruch Hu let left us there in order to to uh to fix it up where Hakadosh Baruch Hu wants us to be involved in bringing this world to its ultimate purpose and that's the pasuk as I said the pasuk the pasuk says but all whatever Adam Rishon was was doing there was simply done. It was done with great joy. It was done with great, with great uh, excitement, and you could write that in, in that in that environment. Whatever he did, the success of it was recognizable um, uh, 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 immediately. That the world was improved because of every single thing, every single thing he he uh, he did, uh, and and that's why. Right, the 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 the, uh, the whatever he was asked to do was was beautiful and uh, and uh, and 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 pleasant, but in in, in juxtaposition to that, on on Yom Tov, a person is allowed to do uh, uh, food preparation work because these are usually things that create a situation of joy, and even though. The kedusha of Shabbos is greater than the kedusha of 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 Yom Tov. Because on Shabbos we don't do any work. Nevertheless, the the simcha, the joy of Yom Tov is greater than the joy of of Shabbos because its kedusha is something we can relate to. It's a kedusha of this world. It's a kedusha that's a little bit closer to to us. And even more than that, that we know that uh, Svarim tell us that in the merit of the of the of the Yidden, uh, sanctifying and declaring, and Tom the Bezna used to declare when Yontif when Yontif was. So it's it's sort of related to us, and therefore it's 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 fitting that we should be allowed to do some kind of activities on on Yontif in order to prepare for the meals for the for the simcha of 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 of, uh, of, of Yontif because it's really a weekday that has been transformed. Through the Jewish nation into into a into a a holy a holy day, and therefore the 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 influence it has on on the weekday is much much more more direct. While Shabbos is is slightly slightly more more uh, around about because it comes from from uh, from from Hakadosh Baruch. And by doing what we do, we we again we acknowledge that all the bracha in our lives comes comes to us from from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. but we'll have to go into the actual details of it a little bit uh, next week coming as it is it's time for us to run away and continue and complete Hashem, uh, our Shabbat our own Shabbos preparations and just to wish you all first of all thank you all for making even summertime those who are driving or in the kitchens or doing whatever it is that you're doing to spend a few minutes listening to us 
I hope you gained something. I hope it was a positive experience for all of you. And I just want to wish each and every one of you a beautiful, beautiful Shabbos. It's Shabbos and Rosh Chodesh, a double, double crowned, double crowned day. Take advantage of it. Go to shul, join the halal, get some Torah, and make it an amazing, amazing experience for yourselves. And just to each and every one of you, as we take leave of you, we wish you all a beautiful and inspired good Shabbos.